Welcome back. You are listening to Nate the Hate on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to the channel if you have not already. And with that, I'd like to welcome in my co-host, Modern Vintage Gamer. What's going on, Nate? It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on as always. And we've got a big show today. We do. It's a very exciting time for the video game industry as we are entering the season of E3, I will not call it the season of Summer Game Fest. I refuse to acknowledge that as the premier summer gaming celebration. It will always be E3, regardless of E3 actually existing. So as we begin the E3 season, we have the debut show to kick things off. And it's coming from Sony where they're going to have the PlayStation Showcase for 2023 in just a couple of days. And we're going to give our thoughts and predictions on what Sony may bring to the showcase and how they are going to begin to outline the remainder of their 2023 release schedule, both from their in-house partners as well as third-party partners, and maybe give us a glimpse into their planning for 2024. But before we get into today's episode... I have to give a shout out to this episode's dedication, which is to Shamsa, whom generously donated $100 to support the channel. And if you would like to support the channel, we have a Streamlabs link in the description below. Donate any dollar amount, ask a question, and we will answer the question at the end of the episode. Donate $100 or more, and we will dedicate the episode to you. And to start off today's episode, we're going to begin with PlayStation VR 2, which is is going to be featured in the showcase. And this is a very challenging thing to predict because right now there's not much excitement or hype around PSVR 2. Absolutely. Uh, And I think it's up to Sony to reinvigorate, I'll say, the launch of the PSVR 2, which kind of came out of the gate with a little bit of hype for the first few days. But it's fair to say that it's just really just tailed off very, very quickly. And I think most people that bought a PSVR 2 think that the tech is is excellent, but unfortunately there's really no games to kind of back it up. There isn't that killer app. Obviously there's some good experiences. I know, Nate, you have some good things to say about it. I know games like Gran Turismo 7 are, are very good experiences on PSVR 2, but they need more meat on the bone. And I think we're going to get some meat on the bone at this showcase. Yes. I mean, I played the kayak game, which is very immersive, used the headset and the controllers incredibly well. Horizon, Gran Turismo, Moss, Res, Mm -hmm. Tetris Effect, all quality games in their own right, but none of them really screamed must have these weren't games that you would go out and buy a psvr2 for these are more so games that you would play if you already owned a psvr and that was the problem with the psvr2 launch is that it just didn't have that compelling must-have software and if they're ever going to have that piece of software for this accessory and hardware this showcase has to be the time and place to headline it And that's where if Half-Life Alex is ever going to come to PlayStation VR 2, it has to be headlined and announced at this showcase. It cannot be any later than now. The question is, though, is it coming? Because I don't think it is. 
I mean, it feels as though this has been rumored for the better part of over a year now that Half-Life Alex will come to PSVR 2. We know Valve has publicly stated that they want to bring it to other headsets. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every time PSVR 2 was discussed last year, there was that expectation and anticipation that Half-Life Alex would be announced for the headset. And then a showcase or a state of play would come. Half-Life Alex was absent and the cycle started again. And I'd say this is my final moment of expectation regarding that game. Yeah. If it's not at this showcase, then I don't believe Half-Life Alex is ever going to come to PSVR 2. And, you know, that's kind of a coping mechanism. That is for me <laughs> to set my expectations moving forward of I don't anticipate to ever see the game come to it. So when it does, if it does, right. I can be overcome with joy. Yeah, but it's kind of for me, it's a now or never when it comes to that title. I wouldn't even say it's a coping mechanism. I think it's just a smart kind of opinion that you're making. It's a very calculated one because this is the biggest show for Sony of the year. And we just we just mentioned that PSVR 2 isn't really performing very well right now. It's kind of stagnant. So that shot in the arm. Um, right now at the Sony showcase would be exactly what is required to start selling some more PSVR 2 units off the shelves. It's probably something, to be honest, that if they did announce Half-Life Alex, I'd jump on a pre, I, I would jump in and purchase a PSVR 2 right there because I know that a really quality game and experience is coming. So um, I think you're right. It, it has to be at this show. If it's not, then it's never coming out or it doesn't exist. Either one of those two things. Yeah, and now that Sony has announced that you can buy a PlayStation VR 2 at any participating retailer in North America, you don't have to go on PlayStation Direct and order one online. You can just go to your local Best Buy, GameStop, yep. or you know Walmart, whomever you choose, and you can just pick up a PSVR 2 without any issue. Now, if you want to move those units, you need a game like Half-Life Alex to help boost those because since psvr2 launched yeah there really has not been a compelling must play psvr2 experience and that is kind of hurtful to say when it launched it was a lot of excitement but there hasn't been a meaningful release since february we are now nearing june yeah and it's kind of become exactly what psvr1 became it was cool for those first few weeks, maybe the opening month, and now it's in its box waiting for something else to come out. And this showcase has to show us why PSVR 2 can be the future of gaming. We have heard time and time again that VR is the future of gaming. It can give you experiences unlike anything else. Well, show it. And if you can't show it with Half-Life Alex, yeah. then have Team Asobi come up with a new Astrobot rescue mission or give us a release date for Beat Saber because mm -hmm. Beat Saber is one of the best VR games on, you know, VR one as well as quest. And, you know, if you're Capcom Resident Evil four is out there, we know Resident Evil four is getting a VR mode. Give us a glimpse of what it's going to be like. Yep. Show us, give a reason for people to be excited about VR and Sony, you have to reach out to your partners. You, this is, a pivotal moment of making VR two something that people are going to care about. If this show comes and goes without a meaningful VR two showcase or a game, 
then I think you can wrap up PSVR 2 as another one of Sony's yeah. failures, a hyped-up release of hardware and accessory that Sony just seemingly forgets about after a few months. Yep. I get, I think you're right. You absolutely nailed it. They need to come strong with some solid VR experiences here. And we'll see what they we'll see what they give us. I mean, Astrobot Rescue Mission Two that would be a, a a nice a nice announcement. Obviously, Resident Evil Four PSVR Two is in development, mm-hmm. and we could definitely see um, some more of that game. But I've always said, Nate, that it's been very it's very difficult to market virtual reality because it's a very personal and isolated experience that unless you're actually are familiar with the sensation and the feeling of virtual reality, it's very hard to sell that to someone else because you're just watching something on a screen, right? So Sony has their work cut out for them for PSVR 2, and hopefully hopefully they'll surprise us with, with some cool announcements. Yeah, I think, you know, Team Asobi coming with a new Astrobot in VR would definitely you know, persuade some people into buying a VR headset because Astrobot and PSVR one was one of the best VR experiences someone could have. And, you know, we haven't seen a project from Team Asobi since the PlayStation 5 launched with Astrobot being a freebie and being that all around demo of all the PlayStation 5 features. And people said, why why didn't you have an Astrobot at VR 2's launch? to highlight all the features of the controller, the headset and everything. And, you know, Sony really didn't have an answer for that. They just said, well, here's Horizon and Gran Turismo 7. Yep. But give one of your best developers who has talent in crafting VR games that opportunity to put out one. And if they're not making a VR game, then they best be making just a platformer Astrobot that announced at the showcase so we have something to look forward to from that team because it's been a long time. It's and true. Yeah. Surely they have something close to completion. I hope so. But aside from PSVR 2, this is going to be a show where we're going to see third parties really shine and show us what they have planned for PlayStation 5 in the coming months as well as into 2024. And I want to start with Capcom who's always been a big supporter of the PlayStation, typically is at a showcase or a state of play with some new announcements. And Resident Evil 4 came out earlier this year. We know the VR mode is coming eventually. But one thing that was not included in Resident Evil 4 Remake was separate ways. Mm -hmm. And it's just natural to anticipate this as a downloadable content chapter. Yeah, and it's... I think it's going to be at this showcase. You're right. Capcom and Sony have had a very, very good relationship for many, many years. A lot of the times things are unveiled at Sony shows. Separate Ways is is a DLC that obviously was announced and is known to exist. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking Separate Ways DLC will get, um, we'll, we'll get a gameplay trailer and possibly a date at this show. Yeah, when we look back at other, you know, Resident Evil timelines, this feels about right for us to get a trailer of what is to come. And then, you know, it will release maybe early next year, if not later this year. Because when Resident Evil Village came out, we then saw the 
as the story or the chapter of Rose was mm-hmm. announced a little a little longer than this in terms of a timeline. But it'd just be a good announcement for Sony. We know, you know, they had the marketing deal for Resident Evil 4. I knew people who thought Resident Evil 4 Remake was a PlayStation exclusive mm-hmm. due to the amount of time Sony had focused on it in state of plays and they had the demo exclusivity for a little while. So this is a great venue for separate ways to make a debut. I also feel as though we're going to get another look at Street Fighter VI just for a hype launch trailer. The game is coming out in just a few weeks. It's yeah. just concluded in an open beta, and you know everything about the game just looks phenomenal. Get yeah. a little more hype with another trailer out there. We know the characters that are in the game, but it never hurts just to have that one last marketing blitz with a huge trailer at a showcase like this. I agree. And let's not forget that Sony has some investment in Evo, the fighting game tournament every year um, in Las Vegas, which is coming up over the summer. So I think, yeah, I think they're going to show more Street Fighter VI and get fans hyped for that game. Now, one game that we did see from Capcom last year was the shocking return of Dragon's Dogma, where they announced Dragon's Dogma 2 with just a logo, nothing too meaningful. But given the way Capcom have approached their announcements and then having a trailer and then all of a sudden releases, usually within a year of us seeing that first trailer, what are the odds, in your opinion, that we see the first trailer of Dragon's Dogma 2 at this particular showcase? Mm. It's a Tough question. I'm going to, this is the ultimate fence sitting answer. I'm going to say 50, 50 on this one. (laughs) I could see it happening, but I'd be unsurprised if it did not. It's hard to, it's hard for me to really kind of put my finger on dragon's dogma to where it is as far as development, how far Mm -hmm. along we are. Cause it's been very quiet, like you said. So I am curious to know how far along we are with this game. Yeah, this is this is one that I think would definitely resonate and make a loud, you know, boom mm-hmm. if it was to be shown at this particular showcase. And given that right now Capcom is really just gearing up the release of Street Fighter 4, I could see them wanting to generate some new hype of what's next after Street Fighter 6. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil 4 came out, we know DLC is going to come. But you need that next major release, which is either going to be Resident Evil 9 or it's going to be Dragon Dogma 2. And I would side with Dragon Dogma 2 being that next big release. And then Resident Evil 9 will be after that. And yes, I'm skipping over Exo Primal. That's not a big release. No one's going to remember it even is coming out in June. Everyone listening, you just were reminded of it for the first time this year. And you can nod your head in agreement. You forgot the game existed. <laughs> So I think Dragon's Dogma 2 would make for a hype announcement here. But like you, I'd flip a coin. Yeah. 50-50 chance. Yeah. But, I mean, we also have the Summer Game Fest. You have to weigh into some of these predictions that what's Jeff Keighley, you know, putting money down to secure? And that's one of those announcements that easily could go to Summer Games Fest just as easily I, honestly, it could be at the showcase. I forgot about Summer Games Fest. I I think Dragon's Dogma 2 is probably going to go to Summer Games Fest if it if it gets announced this year or if it gets a, a gameplay trailer or something. Yeah, I can see that. 
damn Jeff. <laughs> we then have Square Enix, another huge supporter of all Sony showcases and state of plays. And I'm coming in with very low expectation for Square Enix at this particular showcase. I think their focus is purely going to be on Final Fantasy 16, which is releasing in just a few weeks. And we're not going to get anything else outside of a new trailer for Final Fantasy 16. We're not going to get a demo announcement or anything like that. I think a demo announcement would be held for Summer Game Fest about a week or so before the game actually launches. And as far as everything else from Square Enix, we're not going to see Final Fantasy 7 Remake Part 2. We're not going to see anything else from the company until after Final Fantasy 16 releases. So at this showcase... One last trailer of 16 and nothing else from Square Enix. So no Einhander, no Parasite Eve is what I'm hearing. No, those mm. wouldn't have happened in any timeline. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's it's FF16 all the way and it's going to make a... Like like all the, the, the previous things we've seen with FF16, we're going to see a lot more of, of the game at this showcase and you're right i think the focus for square enix is final fantasy 16 everything else will be announced in due course or will be shown in due course but yeah i I agree with you i think this is the only thing that square enix has for this particular showcase Mm -hmm. and honestly i'm kind of overseeing footage of final fantasy 16 at this point i feel like i have seen a significant portion of the game the game is only a few weeks out if you want to release just that hype launch trailer at this showcase yeah i'm fine with that but then after that i really don't want to see the game again until i'm playing it well i i'm i'm wondering what if they drop a demo with a save that carries over or something i think that's going to happen it's just not going to happen here yeah it'll be something closer to release like a summer game fest probably mm-hmm. another trailer there and jeff has probably secured a demo announcement because he wants people to view his whatever his show is at this point. And that serves them better if you're Square Enix, because that's a little closer to release when Jeff does his thing in June than necessarily having it here. Because right. how big of a demo are we realistically going to get the first hour or so? I don't want to give you that type of access yeah. three weeks in advance. But if I want to give it to you maybe a week in advance or just a few days in advance, right. that better suits you know Square Enix intentions. Yep. Then have Sega and Atlas. And these, I would call them wild cards for the showcase. You really never know what Sega or Atlas could bring or if they even will bring anything. But one thing that you have to bring up because it is a Sony showcase is Persona. When you think of Persona, you think of PlayStation just the way it is and we know persona 6 is coming game's not going to come out until next year late next year at that do you think this is the proper venue for atlas to finally announce and show a trailer for persona 6 i think it's the proper venue nate but i don't think atlas is quite ready to show it off yet I think we're going to we're going to have to wait a little while before we see it. How about the rumored Persona 3 remake? Mm.
We'll be back after a quick break. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. Asking tough questions. Um, I'm going to say, here's what I'll say. Nothing Persona will be at this showcase this year. Just nothing simply, Persona. Nothing Persona. Simply due to timing. Okay. See, Persona 6, I agree with you. I think that will be announced at a later date, probably later this year. Mm-hmm. Tokyo Whether Game or not Show? It's part of, maybe, yeah, maybe Tokyo yep. Game Show. I think that would better fit Atlas's needs. And, I mean, Persona 6 was originally supposed to be announced last year. And then Atlas said, we don't need to announce it right now. The game's not coming out until late 2024. We don't need to announce it this early. And the Persona 3 remake is coming out before Persona 6. So Persona 3 remake is supposed to come out later this year. And... You know, I don't think it's at the Sony showcase either. I think it's actually going to be as rumored at the Xbox showcase, which is, you know, a pretty big get for Xbox if it is there. Yeah. And I mean, there is a third Persona game. It is a spinoff that will be coming out in 2024. This doesn't seem like the proper venue for such a game as the nature of the game is going to be. It'll probably be like a Tokyo Game Show announcement as well. And, you know, Persona 6 has definitely been an interesting game to mm-hmm. hear about in the background because, you know, it's one of those games where people say there's so many mainline Persona games now coming to other platforms. We've had Persona 3, 4, and 5 go to Xbox and Switch. So people say, well, naturally, that must mean Persona 6 is going to be a multi-platform game. Yeah. Every time I look into this, what I come away with is it is a PlayStation 5 game. It won't be coming to PlayStation 4. It is PS5 only in mm-hmm. terms of the PlayStation family. Yeah. And, you know, I'm still anticipating that it is at least a timed exclusive for PS5. Maybe it comes to Xbox after a year. Maybe Microsoft is making a very aggressive play to get Persona 6 on the Xbox. And, you know, they're offering financial incentive. Unless Sony has come in and swept up a deal with Atlas to keep it timed exclusive. Microsoft may finally be able to persuade Atlas, give them day and date with a major new entry of the mainline series with the PlayStation version. But, you know, this is a long time. A lot of deals can be made in the next 18 months. But we'll find out about that. But, yeah, right now, I think this is going to be a Persona-free showcase. And we'll see Persona 3 a little later this summer. Now, Sega also has, you know, it's been long rumored that they're doing, you know, games as a service. You had a leak a couple months ago of Jet Set Radio. And, you know, the leak showed a few images. And all I can say on it is that, yes, there is a new Jet Set Radio game coming. That is real. 
how it will look? Is it going to be different than what we saw in those leaked slides? If I was Sega mm-hmm. and I'm looking to announce the game, I think I would look to the showcase as a good venue of an announcement to kind of generate hype and excitement for the return of Jet Set Radio. Not, I don't want to give you you know too many details if I'm Sega at this time, but I want to get that excitement about the brand going. My only hesitation with what you said about Jet Set Radio is Jet Set Radio was never really affiliated with Sony in any way. It was affiliated, obviously, with the Dreamcast and then Xbox after the fact. True. Now, obviously, that was a long, long time ago, and and, and things change, you know, marketing changes and, and, and deals get done and, and all sorts of things change. But do you think a Sony showcase is the appropriate venue to unveil a new Jet Set Radio game? Think about the E3 of Dreams where Sony... <laughs> had Shenmue 3. Oh my god. Now, yeah, it was it was Shen, a Kickstarter Shenmue. announcement. <laughs> and everyone was like, "Oh my god, Shenmue 3." And then I was You're right. Help You're us right. help us fund the game. I was like, "Wait, I, what?" I blanked that out of my mind until you you brought it back. So with hey. with, with that history, with that precedent, <laughs> what I'm hearing is we could well see the Jet Set Radio game get unveiled at a Sony showcase. It's possible. It's possible. And then if history is to repeat itself, the game will be an utter disappointment. Oh, my God. Shenmue 3 wasn't good. It was not good. It was not a good game. It took 20 years for a game I kind of regret playing. It didn't advance the story. It didn't do anything. We'll have to wait for part four. Yeah, I'll be... Maybe they'll announce part four. Don't give me hope. (laughs) Why? Come on. <laughs> we just went from like Jet Set Radio B here to Shenmue 4. <laughs> you know what? We're just we're getting off the second yeah. topic now. We're yeah. going, Let's move on. We're going to... So at the last Sony showcase back in 2021, the show had an announcement no one was anticipating that Sony would be publishing a remake of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. And this generated headlines, lots of excitement. And that excitement quickly died out when, you know, Aspire proved to be incompetent Mm -hmm. and that a different development studio had to take over development of the game. Do you think we see our first look at Knights of the Old Republic remake at this showcase? I think we get an update on this game. Whether it's a first look, I I couldn't really say. But there will be a line item for KOTOR at this showcase. I think we'll probably see some type of early tease of this game. But you can't help but wonder that this game at least seems like it's going through quite a bit of development hell right now. And it's very difficult to know where this game is as far as how far along in, in its development ha- has occurred? Does it even exist in the fashion that we we believe it does? Hard to really say, but I think Sony really should give us an update on what's happening with this game. It was announced back in 2021. There was much excitement, and it was a highlight for me at that showcase, which I will say wasn't particularly a memorable one. I had to go back and look at the, the games that were unveiled. So I think we will get an, a KOTOR update. Whether that is a meaningful one or not, 
um, Nate, I, I couldn't really say. But we'll, we'll, we'll see something KOTOR at this show. See, I'm in disagreement with you on this one. So you think radio silence? Radio silence, from what I've been hearing, the game is struggling. Well, I feel like if it's radio silence, then we have to treat it in the same way as Half-Life Alex at that point, where it's if it's not here, then we're in a bit of trouble with KOTOR. Yeah, I would agree with that. If it's if we don't have any update here, it's because the game is having development struggles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're Sony, you're publishing the game, you secured us as an exclusive, you're invested in this. So you definitely want this project to happen. You had faith in it. Yeah. And I remember when it was announced that it came out that Microsoft was originally you know, presented with the offer of, do you want this remake? And they passed on it. Right. And then Sony came in. I was like, wow, Sony took up this huge deal because KOTOR was a huge exclusive for the original Xbox back in the day. Mm-hmm. And for Microsoft to be like, we're not interested in funding this type of project. And now the game could be in development hell, maybe never even releases unless things get sorted out. I mean, that's, that's an unfortunate story if that is how things unfold. So it is one of those situations that if we don't get an update here, I wouldn't be surprised if we end up getting a report from an outlet, you know, later this year, mm-hmm. giving us details on the status of the game and how it is just in development. Hell, it is struggling that maybe the development team just hasn't been able to find its footing and make the project live up to the hopes that everyone had for it. So definitely one of those things that I'd say a lot of fans would love to see it here, but I wouldn't go in with high hopes. Now, one game that I think has to be here. If it's not here, I don't think the game exists anymore. And that's Little Devil Inside. Remember this game? Yes, yes, It was supposed to launch on the PS5. Yeah. As well as the PlayStation 4. And it's been three years. We haven't seen the game since. They were going to change some of the aesthetic of the characters. And I've had people send in Streamlabs questions. I've had people DM me on Twitter and just at me on Twitter saying, have you heard anything about Little Devil Inside? Because we check their website, we check their Twitter profile, and the development team and the communication team isn't giving updates of any kind. If it's not at this showcase, I don't think the game's ever coming out. I think it's vaporware. 100% agree. It's time, Sony. It's time to show us or, you know, we're done. Now, another game that's been a while since we've seen it is Project Awakening. And this was a unique looking game when we originally saw it, kind of like a Monster Hunter, Dragon Dogma type of game. Uh, It's from Psy Games. And, you know, this just feels like another one of those games that we need that update on. This This is the time to do it. And their Twitter account did retweet the showcase with the shifty eye kind of like Mm. maybe we're here but i know some companies are told by console manufacturers that if they have a game in it don't do that right right so it could just be them having fun yeah but to your point they do kind of owe us an update so let's 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 see something yeah it's kind of one of the like it's been years yeah How, how are things going right so I'm now, gonna I'm gonna say it's we get an update on that one. Yeah, I think 
If we don't get Drag Dragon's Dogma 2, I'd like to see Project Awakening. I'll flip them. Give us one or the other. Because they're close enough in uh, genre and so you're going, visual you're already, you're already going back on Dragon's Dogma. I'm becoming more enlightened <laughs> as we're going on. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Bandai Namco. We know Sony has a nice attachment to Elden Ring. They had the marketing deal. And the exploration of Elden Ring is not yet complete. We're going to get some sort of DLC, an expansion. And, you know, this is still one of those situations where we have Summer Game Fest. We have Jeff Keighley, who likes to get FromSoft. But, you know, I think Armored Core suits him better. And that means Sony maybe was able to secure a trailer at what's next for Elden Ring and this showcase would be the prime spot to show us. Yep, agree with you. It's absolutely the prime spot to show us the Elden Ring DLC, which you know has been rumored for a while. Obviously, Armored Core is, you know, From's main focus this year, but I think the Elden Ring DLC will um, get unveiled, and I think it's a good good bet that we'll see it at the showcase. I like it. You see, you see, that's. When I think of like Elden Ring and Armored Core, I think if I'm from Soft, I'm looking at the two of them saying, we have a new launch with Armored Core. It's it's Armored Core at the end of the day. It's not going to sell 20, 30 million copies. It's going to sell more because FromSoft is more popular now than ever, but it's still Armored Core. It's going to sell to me. I love that franchise. It looked great in the debut trailer. But when you have Elden Ring out there, you have over a 20 million unit seller. You want to get out a $30, $40 expansion where you're going to sell it to probably 70% of that base because people want to return to Elden Ring. Yeah. They're hungry to, re- to you know, explore that world more and discover new secrets and stuff. And if you can give us a sizable DLC, be it later this year or even early next year, People are hungry for it because it's going to be a while before we get Elden Ring 2. Oh, yeah. And if, I mean, if I'm Sony, I want I want to show you the first look at what's next for Elden Ring. Now I would do everything in my power to make that happen. Now, there's some other, you know, third party games that we definitely could get updates on here. We have like Rise of the Ronin from Team Ninja, kind of, you know, a Ghost of Tsushima style game. We also had things like Stellar Blade, which Sony is, you know, publishing. And, you know, we haven't seen that in a while. People are very excited for it. But I guess the premier third-party company that people are really looking forward to seeing at the showcase is a company that last year, last year, I said is back. Mm-hmm. And you said not yet. <laughs> By the end of this week, you're going to be saying they're back. And that is Konami. It's hard to, uh, hard to repeat those words without, you know, some level of, of just disbelief and doubt. But no. <laughs> I think this is the time. I think this is it. I think the stars have finally aligned for Konami to uh, show us what they got. And I think it's going to be good. Konami makes their triumphant return in 2023 after years of people saying Konami's 
dead. They're a joke. Who cares? All of a sudden, there's going to be a lot of people who are saying, fuck Konami, <laughs> are going to be saying, hello, Konami. Welcome <laughs> back. It's good to have you. And, I mean, that's because it's Metal Gear Solid 3 remake time. Yeah, so this obviously has been rumored, teased for a while. Um, I think this is going to be the one more thing to close out the show. I think an MGS3 remake on paper sounds incredible. And if it if it shows well, which I think it will, um, it's going to get a lot of hype. So I'm very excited about this. Very excited about this. Bring on MGS3 because I, I can't wait. Do you have any bit of hesitation with Metal Gear Solid 3 being remade like you do Silent Hill 2? I do because it's very easy to to ruin um, or at least alter some of the the DNA that makes the original game so special. You know what I'm saying? And I think whoever is remaking this game, um, and I'm not really sure. I, I heard something was Virtuos. Was, have you yeah, that's a belief. It's Virtuos. Yeah. Um, that, you know... It, you have to really give the proper respect and care and attention that you don't tamper with some of the things that, that made the original so memorable and so special to, to the fans. Right. But I think um, overall an MGS three remake is a mouthwatering prospect. And um, I think it'll, it'll, it'll do well. I think it'll be a, a good remake much in the same way as what we've seen with the the, the recent Dead Space remake, um, mm-hmm. and and the um, Silent Hill two remake, at least the trailer that we saw, it, it seemed like it, it was in, <laughs> it was a good thing. So I'm very hopeful MGS three will be um, quite special. So we'll see, and I think it will close out the show. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, we've been discussing the Metal Gear Solid three remake for about a year now. When the Silent Hill 2 trailer finally aired. We had done an episode reacting to that and had discussed the Metal Gear Solid 3 remake in that episode as something that was coming. And, you know, it appears it's finally going to be the time we're going to see Metal Gear Solid 3 remade for modern platforms. And I know there's been a lot of rumor out there of what platforms is the Metal Gear Solid 3 remake going to come to. And... To my understanding, it is going to be multi-platform. It will be, you know, PlayStation 5 and Xbox. Yeah. Sony appears to have like a marketing deal on it, which, you know, makes sense. Um, but I mean, this is this is Metal Gear Solid 3. It's considered one of the best games of all time. Right. And to have it on modern platforms with modern visuals and modern, you know, features is going to be exciting to revisit the game appears to be releasing in 2024 and you know hopefully we get a little more of an exact date following the showcase though i suspect we're probably just going to get that vague 2024 window probably comes out you know the second half of next year and beyond that i think we're going to get even more metal gear at this showcase whoa 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 go on well i mean I believe it was about last year, Metal Gear Solid 2, 3, and was it Peace Walker all were delisted. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yep. Microsoft and PlayStation stores. They were. And we haven't gotten any update on those. So 
you know, I don't think they're ever going to get relisted. I think if I'm Konami, I'm just going to re-release the games with, you know, native versions for PlayStation yeah. 5 and Xbox Series with, you know, Metal Gear Solid 2, 3, I guess Metal Gear Solid 1, even though, I mean, it's kind of tough to get too excited about just an HD PS1 game. Right. But if you maybe if you can retouch the controls a bit and just make them a little, little more accessible, that could excite some people, add trophy support and things. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that type of announcement as well, where they begin to honor the legacy of the franchise and we get some of the older games on you know, the current generation of systems. And, you know, I think that would excite Metal Gear fans. Mm-hmm. And depending on when those come out, they could even build some hype for the release of Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake or Remade, however they want to dub it when it's formally announced. Because if you can replay Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, 3, mm-hmm. and, you know, the native versions with now 4K, HDR, you know, all those types of bells and whistles all of a sudden you start looking at that remake, you know, super enhanced visuals, maybe, you know, new features and stuff. You can be like, wow. Yeah. Now I'm really excited to check out that version. So, you know, I think you use one to market the other. Sure. And I mean, that's, that's a very common marketing tactic. We've seen it happen before um, as well. Look, we're talking about a metal gear blowout at this Sony showcase. Yeah, potentially. I mean, At least prediction-wise, that's what we're saying. <laughs> that's pretty exciting to hear that. Anything I mean, like, Metal Gear related, uh, I, I will mm-hmm. gladly, gladly accept because uh, I'd love those games. Like I said, at the end of next week, you're going to be saying, Konami's back. I like it. <laughs> and, I mean, beyond that, I think Konami will also have a presence with Silent Hill 2. I think we'll see another trailer and a release date you know, date the game for second half of this year. Yeah, get it, get it out in time for Halloween. Right. I mean, that's that's kind of the the smart money is Silent Hill Two will probably drop for Halloween. At least that is the target. Whether they get there or not, I couldn't say. But yeah, look, Silent Hill Two more or a gameplay trailer, I would say. Because correct me if I'm wrong, we didn't see any gameplay last time around. We just saw cutscenes. So seeing right, some gameplay saw, would be, yeah. be kind of cool. Yeah, we saw just the in-engine right. type of demonstration. Yeah, so that's 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 a a good pick, and I think it will just solidify Sony's kind of dominance. Or sorry, uh, Konami's dominance at the Sony Showcase. There's also the Suikoden One and Two collection that was announced last year. It mm. was only announced was. as you know a 2023 release. We haven't heard anything about a release date up to this point yep. and you know this is probably a wild card for the sony showcase this is a very minor release in terms of scope it's a niche franchise and this could easily fall to something like summer games fest as just a yep. you know sizzle reel type thing coming out in later this week type of announcement kind of like the pixel remasters from square enix for final fantasy right but i just I want those games to be announced because Suikoden 1 and 2 are fantastic games and the sprite work that Konami appears to have done with these remakes is nothing short of jaw-dropping and rivals Square Enix's HD 2D efforts. So give me the release date already and let me revisit these PlayStation 1 classics. 
Yeah, it's time. We haven't heard much about this game uh, for a while, so I like what you're thinking. Could it get pushed to Summer Games Fest? Yes, absolutely. But, hey, if Konami is at this showcase and they're dominating, um, I could see Suikoden in 1 and 2 in, this, in the mix as well. Look at you getting excited about Konami uh, in 2023. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see at the end of next week how we feel. I, I'll... I want, I want to, uh, you know, I want to uh, agree with you that Konami is back. But hey, if we get, even if we get half of this stuff, let's be honest. If we get the MGS three remake right. and maybe Silent Hill, that's still pretty. Like, that's still pretty good. Until they show Silent Hill 2's gameplay and it looks terrible, and Metal wow. Gear Solid three remake looks like it's in two D sprites for some reason, and you're just sitting there saying, "Fuck you, Konami." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Sony knows what what um a good what what presents well and what doesn't so i'm I'm hopeful that both or all these things will be at this showcase at least mgs3 and silent hill too and they will present well yeah i mean i think for the metal gear solid 3 remake i'm just expecting a very basic trailer no gameplay demonstration just kind of like a hype trailer yes that's very brief essentially it's just going to be like here's the forest Snake is in his camo. Here's the logo 2024 and done. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to be a 90 second, 180 second trailer. I wouldn't be surprised if it caps out at 30 seconds maximum. Yep. But I mean, for a third party wise, you know, I think, you know, I think Konami is going to take lead and charge in terms of announcements during the showcase. But then we have Sony. It's a Sony showcase. Sony's 2023 has been a little light, I think, is a fair descriptor for the year. And, I mean, I think it's also because they're building up to a major release with Spider-Man 2, which obviously we're going to get a huge revealing trailer at this showcase because we haven't seen Spider-Man 2 since its teaser trailer which only showed us Peter Parker and Miles Morales going through the streets of New York and stumbling upon Venom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spider-Man 2 will have a big presence at this show. I mean, it's probably the easiest thing to predict out of everything that we've talked about so far, Nate, to be honest. Yeah. I think it'll probably open up the show as kind of the cold opener with with the trailer and then... Um, go into some gameplay as well, potentially, and mm-hmm. uh, a date, you know, and, and get us excited for Spider-Man all over again. I think it'll show off some really cool new tech um, that was not a part of the the original Spider-Man and Miles Morales. There'll be some really cool, maybe some additional ray tracing enhancements. It'll it'll look very nice. It'll run at 60 frames per second. It's going to be, it's going to be a, a really good showcase of, not only the PlayStation 5, but also for Spider-Man as well. It's going to be really, really cool. I can't wait. Yeah, when you look at the marketing of the original Marvel Spider-Man for PlayStation 4, I mean, they highlighted the villains and the the scope of the battles and the city. The puddles. And, you know, they could generate a lot of hype with a single trailer at the showcase, and they will generate a lot of hype with a single trailer at the showcase. Oh, Insomniac yeah. and Sony know how to market this game, and there's just so much anticipation around the game as is because, I mean, you have Venom. 
that's already exciting. We went through, you know, most of the other villains in the first game. So how is Venom going to play into this? Is he going to be like a nemesis style character where he is stalking Peter and Miles through New York City or at certain areas of New York City? How are you, How is the narrative going to continue? Because when you right. played the other ones, you saw those hints that maybe Harry Osborn was going to be Venom. Mm-hmm. And yeah. based on that initial trailer, it doesn't seem as though that may be the path that they are actually going in. So who... Is it going to be Brock? Is he going to be Venom here? Are they going to pivot and still stick with Osborn? So I'll be curious how they really approach this trailer. We're going to get a little look at the narrative and as well as, you know, some of the characters that are going to be featured in here in terms of enemies. But as you mentioned with the release date, when do you think Spider-Man 2 is going to release? Oh, that's a good question, Nate. Um, is, is November too late? you think to say uh or yeah yeah it probably is right um i guess i I would say probably october we'll see it okay i'm gonna come in earlier september early september wow it's a lot earlier than i than i expected we're gonna have a showdown of the juggernauts wow we got starfield Starfield, Spider-Man 2, probably releasing, if not the same week, within 10 days of each other. Wow. That's that's big. Great time to be a gamer. Mm -hmm. Bad time for free time (laughs) and our wallets. Wow. I mean, I get completely different genres, completely different appeal, but there's going to be overlap. These are potentially two game of the year contenders. And I think they're going to go head to head with each other in September. And That'll I mean, for, and for Sony to kind of, I mean, Microsoft staked September earlier this year where they said Starfield September, if you want to come into September and you want to challenge us, come at us. Yeah. We let our date be known. And I think Sony's going to come swinging in and say, we have Spider-Man. Let's go. Let's have our exclusives duke it out. And it's going to be a fun month for us if that is when Spider-Man 2 is dated. And I mean, I will say earlier this year, I had heard that September was the target month. Mm -hmm. So hopefully it sticks. Yeah, hopefully it sticks. Hopefully it hasn't, you know, internally pushed, pushed back a little bit. And I mean, that has happened with several of Sony's games over the years. At one point, God of War Ragnarok was slated for September. And then it obviously got pushed all the way to November. So anything can happen. Game development is very fluid. Of course. And I mean, it's either going to be a statement where it's September or potentially they'll, they'll do what they've done in the past where they don't really say anything and then later on they'll just kind of drop on twitter that the game's coming out a little later on but um Mm -hmm. we'll just have to wait and see what happens there yeah i mean i mean for me i'm excited to see what they're going to highlight here with spider-man 2 because my first introduction to the spider-man playstation franchise from insomniac was actually miles morales on ps5 i hadn't played the original spider-man on ps4 
because it was just when it came out, I really wasn't that interested in playing an open world game, doing fetch quests and stuff. And I'm also not a huge comic book character fan. Right. So I played Miles Morales at launch for PS5. I was like, all right, that's really good. Got the platinum. And then I happened to get, you know, the code for Spider-Man for PS5. And I started to play it there. I was like, all right, you know, this is pretty cool. I like the combat, very Arkham-ish. And I mean, I definitely had some issues with Spider-Man 1 where it did feel a little cookie cutter in terms of open world design. And I would say one of the main appeals was just being able to traverse the city so freely. But the city itself really didn't feel that alive. And when I look back at some of the original trailers, I kind of felt a little misled that they had these trailers where they were hyping all the different villains, you know, Dr. Octopus and all these other kind, you know, um, shocker and stuff. Yeah. And then I get into the game and I battle all of them at the end. <laughs> I'm like, it, it, none of that stuff happened throughout the main early portion of the game. This was all towards the end of the game. I was like, I thought this was how the game was going to be set up where I was just constantly fighting these big villains and stuff. Right. And I, you know, I was like, well, it's marketing. It's how it gets you. So, I'm really curious with Spider-Man 2. Is it going to make me want to buy it day one? Because I did enjoy my time with the previous two games. So like my interest is there. It's it's gonna come down to that trailer. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure it's going to impress Insomniac always delivers a quality game. So let's see if they can if they can get me to buy it day one. They did a good job. Now, you brought up like November as, you know, that possibility of a release date with Spider-Man. And you know what game I think is going to make that November release and we're finally going to get a actual look at it at the showcase? Go on. Naughty Dog with The Last of Us Factions. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. This game has been in development for a long time. At least it, it seems like it has. And I think Factions is a good bet to come out at this showcase or to at least get announced and dated at this showcase. Potentially November, that that does make a lot of sense too. My question to you, Nate, is, is this going to be free to play or is this going to be something Sony charges for? Man. That's the I mean, million dollar question right there. I think it's going to be a full release that you pay for and then maybe be treated as a game as a service after that. Because this has been in development for a long time. You want to make back some of that investment as early as you can with day one sales. Unless they do, you know, that whole ploy of you can buy it for $60 and you get all these cosmetic and weapons and Mm -hmm. boosts and all of that stuff immediately. Or you can do it for free and you just unlock the things gradually and it might take you a year to get them. But I think this is going to be a you pay for it up front. And, you know, while we're on the topic of The Last of Us and Naughty Dog, what do you think about the possibility of The Last of Us Part 2 Director's Cut being at the showcase? I don't think there's going to be anything Last of Us at this showcase other than factions. Um, I think anything Last of Us will probably just have to wait till a little later on, I feel like. I, I don't really see any value that of Sony kind of announcing um, a last of us Two um, 
you know thing right now other than mm. factions i think factions is is the is the focus yeah i mean i've definitely have thought be like oh could we get that director's you know cut of part two but i, I almost feel as though maybe that window of opportunity has been missed yeah and you know part one is doing exceptionally well i know a lot of people when it was announced people said why bother with this this is a weird release and it's one of the best-selling games of 2023 thanks in part to the tv show as everyone had said at the time the release isn't for us who played it on ps3 and ps4 already it's for the people who are going to watch the show exactly and say yep. yo i have to play this game now and they did and i mean i got the last of us part one at launch on you know ps5 got mm-hmm. the platinum thoroughly enjoyed returning to it and you know if they did do a director's cut of the of part two i probably would return to it i don't really know what you could necessarily enhance because we already have it enhanced on ps5 with that patch but you know i'm a sucker for the last of us i enjoy the franchise very much so one game that has similarities to the last of us and that it has a tv show coming up soon is twisted metal a twisted metal game is in development and you know i think this is a good time to unveil what's next for that franchise yeah twisted metal is a good pick for the showcase i think nate we know that it does exist in some fashion and look again the showcase is the right time to to give us uh, some updates here. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Twisted Metal is is in for this showcase. Yeah, I think it'll just be a kind of a quick t- teaser trailer. I don't think it'd be something that we see yep. any meaningful gameplay from yep. or anything of that nature. It's gonna have that industrial Ramstein music playing with fast cars and destruction <laughs> and you know big explosions. It's gonna be it's gonna be something. Yeah. And I think I think it'd be a good time to you know get that interest back in Twisted Metal. The show's coming out. You want to generate the hype for both of them. You want fans to be excited for the future of the series. And you know it's another one of those deals of use one to market the other. So yep. I think it's the right time. Now we also have Sony Santa Monica, who is still sitting on an unannounced game. It comes from Corey Barlog, who you know, had directed God of War before and he's working on his unannounced project is now the time to unveil what Corey's been working on. Ooh, well it is, but again, kind of like persona. Are they, is Corey ready to show us something yet? I feel like Corey's the type of guy that, you know, he wants to cross his T's and dot his I's before, giving us something to take a look at. But having said that, hmm. Corey's been, you know, he, he hasn't really been involved in God of War for, for quite some time, you know, since 2018. So I wonder if it is time for a, a, a tease or, or something. Be very, very hyped to see to see that. I'm not going to sit on the fence, Nate. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on the limb and say we will see a tease of Corey's new game, whatever that is. I don't know what it is. It's supposed to be a brand new IP that, but we'll, we'll have to have to wait and see. What do you think? Yeah. What do you uh, got? I mean, there's a lot of mystery around what Corey is up to. And 
you know, I put Corey's game and Blue Point's game in the same category. If we see Corey's game, we will see Blue Point's game. Hmm. Interesting. And and you know, I'm kind of a 50-50 on. I'm going to ride the fence on whether or not they show up here because when we look at Sony's marketing cycles, they've been pretty tight for the most part. I mean, Spider-Man Two was announced. I think it'd be what two years come next month or around around two years from pretty much announcement to release so some of these games would fit into that you know schedule it's just a question of do you need to you're selling hardware you know as quick as you can manufacture it you don't need to generate long-term hype at this point if you just focus on 2023 with spider-man and factions you're going to sell hardware throughout the year if you just give a couple of hints as to what you know the first half of 2024 could bring it's all you really need to do and that's you know assuming that you don't have another state of play or another showcase in the second half of this year or early next year where you further headline what you have planned for you know the playstation 5 ecosystem and that's the struggle i have with you know a Corey's game or any internal sony prediction on this is that when is the right time for them to announce the games like sucker punch making a sequel to ghost of Tsushima easily could have announced it now if you wanted to, but it'd be a long-term tease for a game that's likely coming out in 2025. You don't need to do that. You can wait to announce it next year, give it a 12 to 18 month marketing cycle, just have hype. And you keep, when you keep those reveals to release close to chest, you keep the anticipation high. You don't have a lull where people say, well, it was announced five years ago. Haven't seen it. Right. And that's where Sony has been exceptionally well with marketing this generation. Like, yes, some of the games have faced delays, Horizon, Gran Turismo, God of War. But the way Sony recovered from those delays is that they tightened up the marketing where when they revealed them again, those games were more or less set in stone that they were going to be coming out within that window. And that's where I think if you're Corey, you want to make sure that if you want to throw a trailer up there and say 2024 at the end of it, that your game has to come out in 2024. Right. It cannot be delayed to 2025 Yeah, because that's just a bad trend. And that's where I struggle to see his game be announced at this. I would love to see what he's been up to, but I think they wait until next year to really introduce us to what his development team and partners have been up to over at Sony Santa Monica. Now, we also have Housemark, whose last project was Returnal, probably one of the top five best games of the generation. Mm-hmm. And you think it's too early for them to reveal their next project? No, I actually think um, we're going to hear about Housemark and what they're working on. And I don't really have any rhyme or reason for the way I feel about that, other than it has been a little bit of time since Returnal has come out. And um, we were told after Returnal had shipped that Housemark was already looking into their next game, which was going to be bigger and more ambitious. So I think it's time that we see uh, a tease, I will say, a tease only, or maybe a trailer of the new house mark game, whatever that may be. 
I hope you're right. So am I. Okay, I mean, <laughs> I would take a small game from them, you know, like okay. another Super Stardust style game. Yeah. Just to, you know, give us something new from that development team. But, you know, I, I hope you're right. I'm not going in with any expectation of seeing a new house mark game, but I would definitely welcome it. And, you know, I'm also not going in with expectations of seeing Death Stranding 2. No. Or, you Death, know, Death Stranding 2 is going to be at Keeley's event. If we see it this year at all. Right. If we see it, it's going to be at Summer Games Fest. Mm-hmm. Now, I do think we see Helldivers 2. This game has been rumored for what feels like forever and just announce it and get it out there already. Yeah. If it's, you know, if it's real, just get it out. Um, now, to my understanding, you have a hopes and dreams <laughs> announcement. For yeah. So, show. so what is, what is your hopes and dreams or your, I'm going to push this into the universe game that we haven't talked about. Oh God. And I'll tell you mine. You probably already know what mine is, but what, um, what do you got? I'm going to go with a Legend of Dragoon remake ground up by... I don't even know a studio to give it to. Would you but, give it to uh, Blue Point? Would you give it to... Nah. Would you give it to Sony Bend? Because I mean, they yes. haven't, we haven't heard anything about them for a while. You know what? You just you just mentioned Sony Bend. Sony Bend, a new siphon filter. Ooh, I like it. I like it. All right, my uh, my hopes and dreams, my willing into existence <laughs> game is Bloodborne. Oh on, my god! On the PC, I just saw a tweet from uh, Lance McDonald saying that there was indeed proof and evidence that Bloodborne does exist on the pc so i'm gonna run with that and say we're gonna we're gonna get a bloodborne pc announcement at this showcase did he really finally tweet that because he was a an advocate that it never existed he, he he's tweeted it right now you should wow, uh, take a look at it that's quite the turnaround because i remember anytime it came up he was always like it did not he found some compelling evidence hey, so i'm gonna progress. i'm gonna say that the source code was is, has been dusted off. It's being recompiled <laughs> with new enhancements and features, and we are finally going to see Bloodborne come to PC. That's my uh, wishing into existence game. It's probably a not going to happen. Let's be honest. A sixty FPS Bloodborne. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Steam Deck compatible as well. Wow. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad you brought up the Steam Deck. <laughs> You know why? Go on. Now we have to talk about hardware at the showcase because there are two rumors out there of hardware. We have the PlayStation 5 Slim, which I'm calling it, which is just a disk drive add-on digital only edition. Right. That's just an abomination of words. And then we have the rumor of some sort of portable cloud-based PlayStation device. Do you think either of those show up at the showcase or do you think they don't show up but are real? Or do you think they are just figments of the imagination of a Sony engineer? So I think that a a slim PlayStation 5 is absolutely real. History will tell us that Sony does iterate on their hardware and they they do like to 
cut budget and they do like to reduce size of their hardware. We've seen it many, many times before with, with their previous generation. So yes, a PS5 Slim does exist. Will it get announced at this show? No, it will not. As to the other rumored pieces of hardware, including the Sony streaming device, whatever it's called, um, the Q-Lite, I believe, is, is the name. Yeah, something like that. The the disk drive add-on and the rumored PS5 Pro, they will not be shown at this showcase because in my opinion, in my opinion only, Nate, I want to be very clear, I don't believe that these products will ever see the light of day outside of an R&D lab. Interesting. I mean, that's the thing with the digital only disk drive add-on the rumor suggests it would come out later this year as well as the cloud-based streaming handheld device it would also come out later this year so it kind of feels as though you know the showcase would be a good time to introduce these hardware revisions refresh add-ons however you want to dub them but at the same time you know the digital only disk drive edition could be you know something that they just say hey, this is coming out available in a week because it's just a digital edition and here's a disk drive you have to buy if you want it. So you don't really need much of a marketing cycle for that one. The cloud-based streaming device handheld thing, you'd think they'd want a little bit of a marketing cycle because there's a lot of those devices now on the market. Yeah. You have, you know, Logitech has one. You have, what's this, this new Asus thing. Mm-hmm there's a lot of competition in that sphere. So you think, you know, a showcase would be a good time for it. If such a thing exists, I've never heard anything about it, but at the same time, you know, I would definitely welcome it if it performed well and, you know, had negative latency like stadia. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm definitely would be interested to see hardware at the showcase. So I'm going in with no expectation of hardware being there. Right. I, I agree. This is, this is going to be, focused on games only. I'd be very surprised if we saw any hardware announcements. Agreed. And, you know, that wraps up our predictions for the PlayStation Showcase of 2023. A lot of, you know, expectation from third parties, mostly on Konami making a return to relevance in 2023. Sony, you know, really just expecting Spider-Man 2 to have a meaningful and strong showing as well as The Last of Us Factions. And it's really hard to predict what other games from Sony's internal studios could make an appearance here. And it's not because they you know, aren't working on exciting new projects. It's just a matter of timing. Is this the right time and venue for them to bring the games? And I would say, overall, I think our predictions have a good foundation with, if within you know, realistic expectations. Nothing's too Nothing's too outlandish or anything here. Yeah. So there's definitely room for them to wow us. But, you know, I think we are grounded. And I'll be curious if they live up to our predictions and, you know, what we get right, what we get wrong. And definitely looking forward to the show in the next couple of days. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good one. Um, Sony knows that they have to show us something really, really cool. Will all this come true? 
Probably not, let's be honest. But I think that if we can get a good showing of Spider-Man 2, um, some other first-party games as well that we touched on, Metal Gear Solid 3 to kind of close out the show and present well, uh, updates mm-hmm. on Silent Hill... Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty good show. It's definitely gonna be an above average show. So I'm I'm trying to keep my hype levels in check because you know there's always some disappointment around these types of shows. But I think Sony will uh, will will present well this year, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. Likewise, now we can go to some of the Streamlabs questions we have for this week. And our first comes from Willow Will. Donate a dollar and writes. A sequel to Astral Chain was rumored in the past to be in development by Platinum Games for release in 2023. Do you think these rumors are true, and could Nintendo be staging this release to fill in their currently empty back half of this year? I personally have not heard anything about a sequel to Astral Chain, but I think that would be a nice release in 2023 if you know, Platinum Games is up to that, but given that Bayonetta 3 just came out, we also had the spinoff of Bayonetta release earlier this year. That seems like a lot of output for Platinum in a single calendar year. We also just had the free DLC for the Wonderful 101 that was one of the Kickstarter goals that I'm pretty sure everyone forgot about released just this week. So... I wouldn't be shocked if we saw a sequel to Astral Chain get announced this year, but I would be surprised if it releases. Then had a $5 donation from Average Katari, and they write, Now that Final Fantasy Pixel Remastered are here, do you think that Final Fantasy VII will ever get remastered anytime soon? If not, what game do you think has a higher chance of seeing the light from Square's remasters? Mm. Uh, if you're talking about the original Final Fantasy 7, I don't think that will get remastered anytime soon. Right. In terms of other Final Fantasy games, we will get a Final Fantasy 9 remaster, but that won't be still for quite some time. Then had a dollar donation from Project Atlantis. Interested in Atari acquiring Night Dive and your further thoughts on it, both of your thoughts. Uh, I think it's a good thing for both Atari and Night Dive Studios. Obviously, Atari has a bit of a history over the years of being a little bit all over the place. Um, they've, you know, they've done some questionable things. The Atari VCS, however you feel about it, did come to market and and it did do everything that it was advertised to do. But I think it's a mutually beneficial acquisition. And I've spoken to um, people at Night Dive. Obviously, I used to work there. And I can, I can tell you that the, the feeling and, and the, I guess the overall vibe of the acquisition is one of, of positivity. Having the ability to have additional ips at your disposal um because atari has been also been going around and acquiring licenses for old old games as well and many of those games kind of align with what night dive likes to bring back and remaster so i think overall the the acquisition is is um a very positive thing yes i'm in agreement with you when when the deal first happened, people were like, oh, no, Atari. The Atari of today is a very different Atari from a few years ago. It's under new leadership. Yeah. 
and they are willing to invest and do things right. And this is a step in the right direction for them. So I have considerable faith in Atari right now to utilize Night Dive's, you know, huge skill set and to bring some exciting projects to the market in the coming years. And, you know, as we kind of talked about in this episode with Konami making, you know, it's the return to relevance. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Atari return to relevance in, you know, 2024, 2025. This is an iconic name in the industry. And for them to be relevant again would only be a good thing. And now with proper leadership, proper management managers and management, that is possible. So yeah, bright times ahead for Atari. Then had a follow-up donation from Project Atlantis of $6.15. They write, the carbon engine presentation from LRG was awesome, MVG. Thank you. And the info page for it on LRG's site is very interesting. Listing PlayStation 1 and Sega CD support. Care to give any teases of what's coming? My wildest hope is Saturn Games and Panzer Dragoon Saga. I unfortunately cannot talk about anything that's going on, obviously, due to NDA and stuff like that. But <laughs> let us know what games you'd like to see. Because, you know, we do listen to um, what people are out there looking for as well. Brute force. Oh, my God. Do it. We're not doing brute force. Yes, you will. <laughs> They did Bill and Ted. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> then had a $5 donation from T-Bone85. Loaded question, but why is AAA game development so hard now? Games take more time and money now than ever, and many release barely finished. Shouldn't advancing tech make things easier? Is this sustainable or a symptom of deeper issues? Um, it's it's very hard to answer that at a 20,000 foot kind of overview, but technology advances, which means that scope advances as well. And being able to do more and being able to do things in video games that you weren't able to do the last generation is something that is very exciting. Gamers want to see advancements in, in you know, not only um, gameplay, but in, in systems, you know, physics systems and, and graphics and audio and, and all that. And as a result of, of, of doing more, because kind of gamers demand that you do more, that means that these budgets and the time and the scope to do those things takes longer. And it's just the the general cycle of, of game development of triple a game development is, is it, can it sustain itself? Well, that is a fantastic question because, you know, we're slowly starting to see a lot of that being pushed back to the customer with $70 games that are, are becoming a standard. They're mostly a standard these days. So I don't really know. Um, I think the next few years is going to be very interesting to see how things kind of shape out uh, with, with, the landscape especially this generation with 
We've seen both the PS5 and the Xbox Series X not really have things their own way in, in the way that we kind of remember a launch of new generation uh, in, in the past. So I would say keep an eye on the next couple of years and, and keep an eye on some of the successes that happen and more importantly, some of the failures that will un, undoubtedly occur as well. And if the failures start to outweigh the successes, then maybe we need to have this discussion again about will it sustain itself? Mm-hmm. We then had a dollar donation from Skittittles. Hello to my favorite gruesome twosome. That's insulting. (laughs) With all this Redfall discourse, I have to ask, how many times could a corporation clone Tim Schafer and and the entirety of the Double Fine development team for $70 billion, asking for a friend? Well, I think what you're you're actually saying, Skatittles, is... Why is Microsoft in investing in Activision Blizzard when they could just take that money and invest it back into their studios to really make them, you know, these amazingly fast-flowing machines of development where they can just get things done? That's a great question. Um, I don't know but I think they do need to take a look at their their current studios that they have and identify any areas where they can increase or improve their productivity and workflow. I think that's definitely an important thing. Mm -hmm. That had a dollar donation from Mountain Eyebrows. Hello, Nate and MVG. With Monolith Soft finishing work on Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Future Redeemed, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, what do you think hope they might be working on currently there were rumors for a new ip a few years ago but nothing concrete hmm. uh i mean my hope would be that they're moving on to a new ip but maybe they keep the xeno yeah you know bit to the name so like we had xeno gears now we have you know xeno blade so whatever new gameplay concept they come up with they'd have Xeno new gameplay concept. So, you know, Xeno wings, they fly or something like that. So ideally a new IP, I think, you know, Xeno blade is, I think it has a nice conclusion at this point. I like it. Then had a dollar donation from Mr. Cakes plays. Nate heard anything about Namco and Nintendo working on a port of the Xeno Saga trilogy? It seems like it seems like that is a project that's in the works based on how Xenoblade Chronicle 3's DLC ended. The license was renewed last year and they are working on a 3D action game together. Well, I haven't heard anything to suggest that, but I would certainly welcome it. Then had a dollar donation from Jackie G. Do you have any music albums that you associate with certain games? Maybe ones you have memories of playing when you were younger or just ones you like to listen to when gaming, when playing something specific. Mm, I don't think I do. No, nothing really comes to mind. Do you, do you have anything? I mean, there's definitely music tracks that I could say, oh, I associate to this game, but not an, right. not a music album. Like, you know, when I think about Alan Wake 2, for example, the um, the soundtrack of that, you know what I mean? But that's 
it's not really external music or anything, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like if I'm playing, yeah, if I play Alan Wake, I think of like Poets of the Fall right? and the tracks that they had contributed. And I mean, they've done with a lot of Remedy games, like um, they did with Control. They mm-hmm. have a good track in that. But like an album... Not an album, not an album in particular. I mean, yeah. like you think of like, you know, any of the Grand Theft Auto games, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, you have, you know, so many classic songs from the 80s and that. But I wouldn't say like, you know, a Hall and Oates album. Right. Makes me think of it. So no albums, but definitely, you know, some particular songs would make me think of a game. And then if you're John, you don't know what music is. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> that was the last Streamlabs question for this week. If you'd like to support the channel, we have a Streamlabs link in the description below. Donate any dollar amount, ask a question, and we will answer it at the end of the episode. Donate $100 or more, and we will dedicate the episode to you. And today's episode, once again, is dedicated to Shamsa. And with that, I'd like to thank MVG for joining me, as always. Always a pleasure, Nate. Thanks for having me on. And let us know your thoughts on the PlayStation Showcase with your predictions in the comment section below. And give the video a like if you enjoyed the episode. Give it a dislike if you didn't. And subscribe to the channel if you have not already. And until next time, continue to embrace the hate.